Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz stunned us on opening night. They left us flabbergasted in Minneapolis. And tonight, we're bewildered. They're 3-0 against three Western Conference playoff teams, and they do it in overtime for the second straight time as the Utah Jazz win it. It's all coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone and... Ron Boone, this is just becoming more remarkable each and every night for the Utah Jazz and the way they're playing, the way they're going after it. Uh, and, and tonight we'll go big picture, but we got a lot of specific things to run into tonight, including Kelly Olynyk's final play, Lowry Markin's late play in regulation, Jordan Clarkson with a bunch of stuff, exploiting the heck out of Zion Williamson. A lot, a lot of things to talk about here. But, Ron, overall, what are you seeing with this team? How is it possible that a team that was – discounted when the season started is 3-0 and against three playoff teams. Well, you know, we've talked about this during the course of the basketball games here, and, and, and all three, as a matter of fact, that the Jazz have played is, is the uh, the level of play that they have out there for the fight, how they don't give up. Uh, they seem to run the system and the plays um, uh, per, to perfection because they're getting a lot of good looks. And surprisingly, there's probably some more better shooters on this team than I, that I think that we gave them, them credit for. Markkinen, who only had two points in, in the fourth quarter in, and in the overtime, is, is really the star of this team. The, the, the numbers analysis is whether or not the usage you took away from Donovan, you're moving in all these different spots, mm-hmm. and maybe we underestimated what Clarkson could do with a little more usage, what Conley could do, what Lowry Markkinen is, and, and so that this team is, is not missing as much, and then it's just way better defensively than what we that we thought. Maybe that's the analysis. That's for another day. Let's dig into this one. Final okay, play. Let, let me yeah. chop into that as well because I think this is a, uh, since you made a little comparison of last year, this is a better offensive team than, than last year. Uh, they, they, we have more, we have better shooters from top to bottom. And so that, I think that's really making a big difference. That's separating this team from last year. Now, whether last year's team was a better team team than this one is another story but i think as far as shooters are concerned there's more on this team than it was last year all right let's get into this we're going to work backwards the final play of the night by kelly alinek the the jazz had gone down and scored the pelicans went down cj mccullum hit a remarkable shot kelly alinek go then scores the game winner but let's take through this play conley starts in the backcourt marking an inbounds the other two guys are spaced. The inbound comes to Olenek. Markkinen comes at Olenek off the inbound. Conley comes at Markkinen from the backcourt. He fakes handoffs to both, turns the corner, goes one-on-one on the smaller defender, and scores with a finger roll to win it. I think what's remarkable about this, now just think about this. Conley was in the backcourt, right? Who was defending him? I think Alvarado or Graham. I think it was... C.J. McCullough. Oh, was it? So when Conley goes through, C.J. McCullough ended up, um, wh- whoever was guarding Kevin o- Olenek ended up going for the fakes maybe or going thinking that he, they had to pick up uh, Markkinen or something like that. And then when, when uh, Olenek goes toward the basket, then uh, that was McCullough who had to slide over. Do we, do we think the play was designed for Kelly Olenek? I'm on yes, you're on no, right? We're going to find out from the Will Hardy press conference here? Uh, let's put it this way. We'll find out from, from the – but I think Kevin Olenek may have been the third option. Okay. 
The other angle on this is just the overall kind of presence we're seeing out of Will Hardy. I mean, that's got to be a little bit of the story at this point. What is what is it that you're seeing out of Will Hardy right now in his calmness here late in games? Well, uh, I think if you go back to listen to some of the some of his comments and some of the things that he said about what players he's going to have on the floor uh, in, at crucial times, that that could change. That's what he said. It could be this, could be that, that type of thing. I just now during that run when the um, Pelicans was getting back in the ball game when they made that tremendous run there in their fourth quarter. I was scoring the Jazz twenty six to seventeen there in that fourth quarter to get back to take the lead. Beasley was on the floor a lot, um, and C.J. McCollum was going at him. Uh, and uh, down the stretch, Beasley was not on the floor, so he he went with a different lineup. Even in the closing seconds of the ball game, he puts Conley Sexton back on the floor. I mean, they, he's he's really learning what players can do, and when they're not getting the job done, not afraid to put somebody else in in, in the ball game. It's pretty remarkable performance all the way around. Uh, Lowry Markin, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. He has a monster first quarter. I think it was 14. Uh, the other go-to play of the night, we isolated him at the top and let him go to work. This has become the go-to guy, a 7-footer who's doing all sorts of remarkable, remarkable things, including things, going to yeah. the free throw line 11 times. Yeah, he's doing some remarkable things. Uh, very impressed with him driving and spinning back into the paint or spinning one way or the other. And, and still, you know, balanced enough to where he can knock down a little mid-range jump shot there offensively. And then, you know, this the rebounding the basketball. I mean, this is, you know, you got three seven-footers uh, who can play multiple positions there, the forward or the center position. So that's really helping the Jazz as far as rebounding is concerned. Uh, the Jazz out-rebounded this um, Pelicans team by one tonight. So three-point shooting was supposed to be a huge part of this win for the Jazz. They they didn't win it that way. They took made 13 threes, but the Pelicans made eight. The Jazz takes so many more than the Pelicans. They didn't actually do it. Well, they won this game in a different – I mean, that's a five-shot advance. But yeah. I, I thought they were going to have to win the three-point line by 20, 25 points. They, they only won it by 15. Well, they did. But, David, they, they, they've been averaging during the first two ball games 14 makes a game, and they had 13 tonight. So, well, then maybe I was surprised the Pelicans ended up with eight. Maybe I overestimated what I thought we were going to have to do yeah. to beat the Pelicans. The other part of this game tonight is talking about game plan and ball movement. Quite honestly, the Jazz really, really exploited Zion Williamson to the point oh, where God. whether he was available or not is not clear after Clarkson had the big block and he fell hard to the ground. But he did not return to the game after that. And I, I honestly think he didn't return to the game because they were not they were better when he was off the floor. The Jazz really exploited Zion Williamson in just about every way imaginable. And Valanciunas there as well. But you can really tell uh, throughout the ball game who the Jazz were going after. And and as you mentioned a number of times, he would relax on the weak side of the floor. And with the ball movement and, and the action that the Jazz have going on the weak side of the floor, he, he was getting picked off, and the Jazz were able to um, really take it to him. He had a pretty good scoring night, ended up with 25 points, but it wasn't um, – and it wasn't anything that was so effective that, you know, it was McCullen for the most part, who was probably more effective with his points than Zion Williams. The number one thing everyone's going to ask is, is this sustainable? We're going to go back to that idea. This was the question two years ago, constantly when the jazz started. Well, 
is this just an early energy burst and they have so much energy right now we're asking these guys what's going on they're giving us the same answer every single time we're dogs we're dogs this is their mentality of who they are is this are you seeing a basketball team that can legitimately compete for the entire season with denver minnesota new orleans projected playoff teams or do you still need to see more I think I need to see more, David. Uh, and, and if I had to say, is it sustainable? I'd have to say no. Uh, teams are going to figure it out. Their coaches are very smart in this league, so they'll figure out something uh, that and, and realize what the Jazz are doing and, and try to take uh, uh, take them out of you know the success that they've had. Uh, but being sustainable doesn't mean they won't have opportunities to win basketball games. You know, being not sustainable doesn't mean they're not going to have uh, opportunities to win basketball games. Well, it's a really interesting start to the season, one we didn't anticipate. Uh, I am getting the notes over that the audio is choppy for some people. I, I, I don't know why, honestly, at this point, um, why that's the case. We're, I cannot hear the choppy audio. Um, so we'll see uh, whether or not that's just a YouTube live thing or what happened. Hopefully it's not on the recording, and I'll be able to say, uh, get a good recording up for you. So I apologize. Um, for that, everyone's saying refresh the video; it fixes the audio. So that's a good sign because that means we're probably getting good audio. I can at least throw up for you later tonight when we land in Houston. All right, Ron, we're going to do two stars every night. Lowry Markin's got to be one of them. Thirty-one yep. points, twelve rebounds, two assists, a block, and two steals. Who's your second star tonight? Uh, boy, uh, it has to be Olenek. You know, he was the one that won the basketball game. He ended up with twenty points. He was the second leading. I said, "Well, he's the third." In, in assists, he had five assists. So I would go with Kevin Olenek. Uh Even aside from him making the winning shot, that he would probably be the star of the show. You know, I, I want to give a little bit of a tribute to Jordan Clarkson. I just thought he did a lot of ball handling. It's turning out that Colin Sexton is not a natural point guard. And so Clarkson has really turned into our second point guard, and he just is playing with such incredible patience. It's so impressive. Yeah. He's a, running the show, and, and which is something that's not natural for him, I, I think, as far as being a, a point guard. I thought toward the end of the ball game, he, he was trying to take it over there as well and play the way he played last year. Uh, so you, you're absolutely right. He had eight assists tonight. I don't think he had eight assists all last year, you know, but he, he's trying to play a little bit different role. So I agree with you. But I think I'd take Kevin Olenek. We don't get the kind of performance out of Kevin Olenek no, every night as we did tonight. Five assists, I think. He's just so versatile, has so much to do conducting the game. Uh, Jazz win it 122-121. Uh, regular Locked on Jazz coming to you tomorrow. Uh, might even have a Twitter Spaces with Ron Boone tomorrow because it's a back-to-back. We'll be on the floor. It's kind of endless. It's kind of awesome. Stunned the first night, I think, as I started it. Flabbergasted the second. I'm now bewildered. Amazing.